podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Football Show. And this is episode number 136. And uh, we're, of course, we're live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, of also your home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts, and more. So uh, please do give us a follow on social media, subscribe to that YouTube channel, help us keep growing uh, as we grow each week. And, of course, you can click the bell for notifications so you get a little text every time we go live or we upload uh, new content, new shows and what not. And, of course, we do the... If you prefer to listen to your podcasts, you can get the audio versions of every single show and interview and everything that we do. Just search Ace Podcast Nation on your favourite podcast platform and there you go. We'll be there for over 400 shows. And if you want to keep it purely football related on social media follow at ac footy show on all social media platforms and uh, you'll keep it football related but uh, just as we do wait for the the various platforms to fill up just a little bit for the latecomers the stragglers a big thank you as ever to black diamond sports for all their support around the show and the channel black diamond sports is a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world for more information, you can visit their social media pages or their website. And uh, the links to both are in the description below and the closing credits at the end of the show. Uh, today's sponsor, as ever, and uh, we are very happy to be partnering with such a brand. It is Bespoke Financial and uh, Dan Ralston of Bespoke Financial giving away a free will with £140 at the moment with any new policy which is taken out. All you have to do, check him out, give him a call see if they've got uh, a service or something which suits you and your needs they're uh, incredibly helpful and don't miss out on what's an amazing offer he's looked uh, he's looked after andy with various policies over the years including the critical illness the injury cover they are truly top of their field and they provide award-winning service we are very proud to partner with such a brand as i said and we thank them for sponsoring the show and um I do like to point out as well, it's not just a, a, 
a sponsorship spiel. They are literally top of their field. Uh, they're more northern based at the moment, like a Teesside way, but they are looking to spread their wings, as it were. Uh, they've won multiple awards for their service, and uh, I urge you to check them out. I'm sure they'll uh, they'll help you. And if you tell them that we sent you, then they will look after you even better than they already do, I would imagine. But uh, let's get into it because we have got some stuff to talk about, and I'm going to let you all into a little secret before I introduce my co-host, and that is me and Andy are not going to agree tonight. So, with no further ado, the co-host with the most, he is the fox in the box, the QPR dream killer, still the king of the Millennium Stadium, the over 40s footballing legend, ex-Cardiff City, a Middlesbrough striker, and not forgetting, he is David Jones's favorite son, Mr. Andy Campbell, Welcome, my friends. Good evening, Mid. How are we? I'm Mid. Itching for it. I can't uh, wait. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a strange day. Strange day, I saw a couple of days. Um, Yeah, obviously, um, football is football. Seems to be the gift what keeps on giving at the minute with um, with various things what happening with games of football what happening um, off on and off the pitch. It's uh, it's been a strange year for sure, and it's going to get even even stranger in the next coming weeks days. I'm sure. I'm sure there's there's more to it for sure. Oh yes, uh, yeah, absolutely, mate. And like, obviously, we do a show every Friday, just me and you. But it's very sort of streamlined. We try to keep it relatively brief and we're talking about the championship we've obviously got like 20 odd clubs to talk about and we try you know we want to give every club their their due as it were so it's quite nice to get back to the the old school of uh just talking football and the latest yeah, no stories pressure. and and, and interacting yeah, no, with the viewers no a bit more because obviously like as we've as we have grown and we obviously get the guests and stuff um it can be difficult sometimes to keep up with the comments and especially the questions and it's not that we're ignoring the questions, it's just because there's so many on the various platforms. Plus, we've got stuff which we've, you know, subjects and questions to talk to the viewers, uh, talk to the guest. And then, of course, the conversation goes where it goes. And, you know, you'll think of something, I'll think of something. The guest will bring up a point. It's very much, oh, Andy's gone for a little ride. He's back again. It's very much like, um, yeah, back. you know, we kind of, because we try to keep the shows natural as well. So it's a conversation yeah. rather than question, answer, question, answer. It does veer off in different directions, so it's no, going to be nice to get back to the yeah, old school. So there's no Magnificent Seven this week, unless Andy's got a secret one for me, which I don't think he has. So yeah. we are going to go with, uh, we are going to do Tell Me Why, but we're going to change it up a little bit because we obviously haven't got a guest. So I'm going to ask Andy one, and then he, he's going to ask me one, and he's going to give me 60 seconds, and uh, I'm going to obviously ask him one. And we'll do it that way. So uh, I, I'm going to go first, am I, mate? You are, mate. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'm a bit nervous about this. I'll give, say. I'm going to give you. My, I'm going to give you the question. I'll give you 60 seconds, and then I will give you my opinion. I'll have, I'll have 60 seconds as well, and yeah. then vice versa. So the question okay. you ask me. Do you, you want me to do the time? I'll answer it. So um, now I'll do the time. Ready? Already I'm okay. waiting for you. So, Sai, you've got 60 seconds to tell me why and what on earth is going on at Sheffield Wednesday Football Club. <laughs> oh, mate, of all the you clubs go. to pick, because I've um, I want them to get relegated. So it's uh, I've got this like this club bias. Like 
let's make no mistake, I'm not impartial um, when it comes to football. I'm just a podcast host who likes to talk about it. See how I'm just just delaying nicely so yeah. I can think about what You're I'm right, going yeah. to say. Look, mate, Sheffield yeah. Wednesday should already be relegated. That's, that's a fact. They shouldn't have had those points given back to them. They should have had those points taken off from last year, but yeah, another story. But on the football pitch, in my opinion, my humble opinion, they've been nothing short of a disgrace. Um, I think when you look at their squad on paper, when you look at the players they brought in, the likes of Callum Patterson, they brought in Aidan Flint and didn't play him. They should not be where they are with the players they have. So is that the manager's fault? Is that the board's fault, who are arguably are not doing a very good job? I think probably not. Um, it's not getting, any, not getting any better for the mates. And I've got to say, the only thing which might save them is if Derby County continue to capitulate. There we go. Sorry about that, mate. I, I so have to delay I will give myself... Though. I'll give... Any time. Seconds on my 60 seconds begins right now. So, Chef Wednesday does disgrace on and off the pitch. You know what I mean? The owners who uh, put themselves in so much trouble over the over the past 12, 18 months. Um, they got their financial um, regular, regulations wrong. They got clawed some points back. To start on six, minus six points, I thought would have spurred the players on on the pitch. You know what I mean? They've, they've had three managers this year. That's not good enough, you know what I mean? For a club of that size to change managers willy-nilly, to change players, to loan players like they did with Aidan Flint, to buy certain players. And we spoke on Friday about consistency. I checked on, uh, I checked over the weekend. They've played, they've played something like 47 players this season. It's 11 players on the pitch, you know what I mean? There's a reason why they are where they are because there's just no consistency within the team selection on and off the pitch, you know what I mean? The, the, by the players. And it's obviously ran badly off the pitch with the way that the club's going. And that's such a shame for a club that size. But no club is big enough to go down. One thing I will add to that is if uh, a few people have just said it in the chat, if Rotherham can just get a win tomorrow against Luton, that is going to make it yeah. incredibly interesting. Like, yeah, it's, that already, goal, that it's goal, already interesting. Goal on Saturday. Yes. Yeah, the goal on Saturday is giving them, them a chance, but they can't afford to keep on saying speak louder than words. You know what I mean? That this one point might be massive. The save in the last minute might be massive, but they need to start winning games. They can't they can't churn off another game without a victory. The Luton Town one is uh, it, it's, it doesn't get any bigger for a football club. Absolutely, it's um, and tell you what's remarkable. Just lastly on the championship is um, all the bottom three are all on forty points. Uh, if Rotherham and then you've got Derby on 43, if Rotherham can beat Luton tomorrow, then they go to 43, which means you've got two clubs on 40 and two clubs on 43. It does not get much closer than that on the last mm. day of the season. Uh, obviously, the big difference being uh, Wickham have got a massive goal difference. To like, I think it's very unlikely that they're going to claw mm. that back unless... There's a lot of goals well, in the, the other teams' games, and they was. But this is where Sheffield Wednesday becomes irrelevant because if 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 Rotherham do win the next the next two games, then Sheffield Wednesday win the down anywhere because of goal difference because Rotherham have got a better goal difference. So it's it. Yes. They're, they're really they're really down. They're really up against it. You know what I mean? Another reason. You know what I mean? They're, they're well, really struggling, but on doing. If Rotherham win that their last two games, they stay up anyway, don't they? Basically. Yeah. Um, although, yeah. yeah, that's pretty much so. So, mate. Uh, your 60 seconds so I've got I had two because I couldn't decide which one so I am going to give you a choice um, you can have 
the one uh, in It'll relation be. to the to the European games this week, or you can have a question about a particular player. Ooh, I love player. Okay, um, I want to know. It's a two-part question, really, but it's a subject generally. Uh, Jesse Lingard, how much is he worth? Should he be in the England squad in the Euros? Get the timer. Your sixty seconds starts now. Um, gone up uh, over the last two months, being it um, being. Oh, you're frozen. Andy Campbell's frozen. Is he frozen for everybody else? He's, uh, he's frozen in in time. Um, don't know what's gone on with that. Can there it, he is. You froze. No, there, I'm still on. Yeah, sorry. Right, start again. Um, 60 seconds. Start again. Right. Um, his valuation has gone up over the last uh, last couple of months being being away from Man United. I know that playing week in, week out. He's, uh, he's a regular in the Premier League. Uh, for me, uh, minimum probably £20 million. Will West Ham buy him? Depends on if they probably get to the Champions League or the Europa League. Uh, would I take him in the England squad personally? Yes, I would. I think he's got a, he's got a, he's got the X factor about him. Uh, I like that about a player. I like the unpredictability of a midfielder. You know what I mean? People, I like that about Jack Reilly's but Jack's not playing at the minute. So for me, Jesse would be that ideal opportunity. And I know Gareth's seen a lot of him. He's played. He's watched him play with Mason Mount. But with the amount of players that Gareth's taken in the squad, I think the space for them both. Because I watched a program yesterday about Ollie Watkins and Calvert Lewin and players like that. Um, I, I think they can take a risk on a couple of attacking-minded players to get more goals and create more chances. So I'm hoping with the number tens or centre forwards. Because for me, I'd take Jesse Lingard hands down. Yeah, hundred percent. Sorry, mate. I was just giggling at some of these comments. Um, Gaz says. Um, he says uh, if you if, if he says if picked on form, Jesse Lingard should be in the England squad, and I think that's difficult to argue, isn't it? The amount of yeah. goals and chances he's created, he probably should that's be in there. What, but that's that's what the probably a should few of the on. players. Well, it should be, but oh yeah, historically yeah. England but, haven't done that, have they? Let's be honest. That's part no, of the problem, England. Yeah, well, that, well, that's why they've never really won anything because we've 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 had round pegs and square holes. We've never had a left winger. We've never had the people playing in correct positions. That's why Paul Scholes retired when he did, because he wasn't given that opportunity to play where he wanted to play because of Stephen Gerrard, because of Frank exactly, Lampard, because of David Beckham, because of other. But it's not right though because he was one of England's best players. You know what I mean? And one of the world's best players at the time. You know, you listen to Iniesta. You listen to Xavi and all these all these world class footballers to say he's the best player that he, they ever played against. So it shows how much England missed out and lost out because he could have been the game changer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, you know, and in hindsight, Paul Scholes is one of the greatest players England have ever produced, and he has probably played half as many games, half as many caps for England as he what he should have. Um, okay, just before we move to the first subject, I'm sure we can all guess what it's going to be. Um, Gaz sent a super chat. He says, uh, favourite part of the week, absolute best football show on the wireless. The wireless, Jesus. Uh, but thank you for that, guys. appreciate <laughs> it, as always. Uh, not sure how you're listening to us on the wireless. <laughs> I'll take it. Thank you very much. Um, Rob Boyle also said that if we don't answer his questions tonight, he's going to turn up at our house, houses and uh, tip over our bins until the show's called off. Which takes us nicely. <laughs> I've emptied mine, all right. Into um, so yesterday was uh, was 
supposed to be Man United versus Liverpool live on Sky Sports, biggest game in English football historically. Uh, it didn't happen, mate. Um, there was protests outside the ground. They got into the ground. They didn't exactly uh, storm it, as the media said. They walked in uh, initially. Obviously, the the second part of it where they got in afterwards and smashed the door was slightly different. And look, um, I want to hear from you first in relation to all of it before I say my piece because I'm going to fire off some, some flares of my own, mate, directed at some pundits. Um, but I'll let you go first before I load up. I think we've got to look at the fact here and I think we've got to look at... Um down and let football down last yesterday yesterday afternoon yesterday evening regardless of how you want to look at it um some people had planned this protest some people had planned this to go ahead um other people probably got wind of it and for people who through cameras people who who damaged property at old trafford um ruined it for those who were going to do the protest and planned on doing it the way that they were going to do it people who climbed on goals people who you know, I mean, you got to remember it. We're going through a. We're still in a pandemic. We aren't allowed fans watching the games because of the amount of masks. What have got to be worn? Um, the cleaning. What's got to happen? You know, what I mean, during. Never mind before and after. Um, so for the players to be expected to go and play in that ground after have been on the pitch, touching the goalposts, touching the crossbar, touching equipment. That was that's a danger in itself, you know what I mean. So I think I think people missed the trick a little bit because it never really got mentioned about about those kind of those kind of things. And maybe the club thought of thought of that more than anything. Um, things what happened, was what happened outside the ground wasn't great. You know what I mean? To hear that stewards got assaulted, to hear that police got assaulted, to hear that that people had to go to go to hospital. That's not acceptable. You know what I mean? That people go and do the jobs. You know what I mean? Stewards there putting themselves at risk going to football games to to make it safe for the. The police obviously turned up. You know, I mean, they won't. They won't have been at the game. I'm guessing. I'm guessing they turned up with with what was going on and and things. And 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 and, and some of the early things I saw uh, at Old Trafford, and outside Old Trafford, were very peaceful. Um, fans singing anti Glazer song in 15 years, um, having the the yellow and green scarves, shirts, etc. Like they have done for years. They're holding up the banners and the, the, the doing the protest properly. But like I say, it's a minority, and they've let football down because I don't think the intention was you know what I mean if they were going to sit on the sit in the centre circle and not move until they got the point heard or the all you know what I mean there's there's ways and means of, of doing these kind of protests there is silent protests there's not turning up protests there's turning your back you know what I mean we've seen various things what have, what, what have got the point across it went a little bit too far yesterday uh, for various reasons uh, I don't think it helped with Sky Sports covering it all live doing it on, on as the game but I, I guess the game at the time was still going to happen um, with all the pundits being there because what you got three three or four pundits upstairs on the ground um, like they normally do but to have all those all those all those people close to the ground and and how fiery and 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 involved they all were I think it's difficult and we've got ex-Liverpool players we've got ex-Man United players you've got neutral players you've got Man City players mess and I don't think it needed to happen I think it was should have been covered by the news, or it should have been covered later on. It didn't need to. Didn't need to have. We, we could see what was going on ourselves. We didn't need to have commentary over what was happening. You know what I mean? I just think it was. A, I just think it was a mess, and I think it's going to open a can of worms. It'll happen again with other clubs. I think it'll happen again. I think clubs can pick and choose which games they want off. 
you know, listen, I've, I'm hearing Arsenal, Arsenal fans are going to do it. Arsenal have got the biggest game of the season on Thursday night. If Arsenal fans decide to get their, get, get their game called off on Thursday, because UEFA could kick them out, FIFA could kick them out of the tournament, and what a shame that would be for the players. You know what I mean? Yesterday, I didn't see the Glazers getting punished. I saw the footballers getting punished. You know what I mean? And, and when I saw Luke Shaw coming out at Man United with, um, we don't want to go like it, Rashford came out, Greenwood came out, we don't want to go to the Super League. But those players yesterday couldn't play for their club because fans stopped them playing. So who's got punished yesterday? The players got punished. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer got punished. So for me, the, the, the fans got it wrong. The fans punished the wrong people yesterday. The players got punished instead of the owners. owners is not lying their pockets. Not the players. The players were the innocent ones yesterday. They couldn't leave their hotel till half past seven at night. They've been in there since the night before. You know what I mean? They've got families. You know what I mean? I don't know if they were intimidated. I don't know if they were scared. But the game's being called off because the football club says it and they weren't safe to go to the game. That's a travesty. That players are not safe to go to a game and they don't feel as though they can get to the game safely. Footballs, that's wrong. Massively wrong. Yeah. There's nothing in there which you've said which I disagree with. Um, so, I've spoken to a couple of United fans who were there today. Um so first and foremost, it was an organised process. Uh, protest. The club were aware of it, like to protest outside the club. The club knew it was happening. The police were there because of that. The there was security in place because of that. So they knew it was happening ahead of time. Uh, the supporters trust had sent a, a public statement letter to the Glazers and the club, announcing that they were going to be protesting. Obviously, once they walked into the ground. That's where that you are breaking the law then, so then it's a problem, isn't it? It, it? it changes from a peaceful protest to in the ground. However, Cade made a good point, I think it was Cade who made a good point now, is where the, the no one would have talked about the protest until they got into the ground. Now, as I said to you before the show, if they went once they got into the ground, if they had just sat on the pitch and refused to go, I believe that their message, and I think it's your dad who said that the, the violence dilutes the message. So what happens is because a steward got injured and because things got damaged and I think there was a flare thrown up towards the TV gantry and stuff like that, that takes away, like, because you know what the media is like, especially in this country, um, and I'm going to talk about the media in America in a bit, but like the media... You know, they love to dramatise it. And what do the media love to do even more than that is create a negative picture of football fans. This is, that's a, a story as old as time. And they gave them the opportunity to do that by just a, f a few idiots going too far. Like I say, if they had just gone and sat on that pitch and sung Glazer songs and refused to move, that would have been on news stations all over the world, like it is today. Mm. But it would have been about a protest not vandalism uh, and they wouldn't have this steward with his stitches in his face and, and but it, it would have like but it would have proved the point but it would have proved the point though side wouldn't it you know what I mean and and, and, and they still would have got the game called off and they still would have yeah. done everything the right way and everything would have been done the right way and yep. Gary Neville Jamie Carragher Keane everyone would have been saying the same thing the Glazers need to sell that football club now it's gone yes. on to violence. Now it's gone on to hooliganism again. You know what I mean? And and Jamie Carragher so, and Graham Soon is talking about talking about Liverpool fans and Man United fans and rivalry. Saying I can't. Liverpool fans have done things in the past and things and blah. But it's not competition list, by the way. No, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not picking the worst clubs and the worst. And uh, yeah. 
the fans who make the wrong choices. We're, we're on about a football club now. Some people who let football down, you know what I mean? Because they went yeah. there intentionally. It's trouble. Of course, and Rob Boyle said he is still trespassing, and of course they would have still been breaking the law. But I think people would have had more sympathy for them if they had done that. Now, a few people saying Soonis was spot on. They ain't going to like what I'm going to say in a minute. But um, because I thought he was an absolute disgrace yesterday. Not because of uh, criticising uh, the what people were doing, because he wasn't wrong about that. I didn't like that some of the stuff that he was saying was so completely out of touch. Uh, he did. He wasn't backing up his opinions with facts. Like He was saying stuff like, they're protesting because they haven't won the league and things like that. That's that's got you know it's been going on for sixteen years. This the Super League and that sort of thing was just the camel that broke the back. Um, and I think uh, I think it was your dad just said. Uh, he said I'm not sure what people expect from the Glazers when they bought the club. It was always for financial gain. They know nothing about the history of the game. So of course that's hundred percent spot on. I think the big problem with the Glazers is. They didn't buy the club with their own money. They haven't spent any of their own money. It's all debt. It's all money that they've financed, and then they all they do is they take out money from the club because you know the club makes ridiculous amount of money every year. So yes, mm. money has been spent on transfers, but that hasn't come from the Glazers. That's money that the club generates. And if you actually look at, I hate talking about net spend, by the way, but if you look at their net spend, it's pretty negligible for a club their size over the last couple of years um, and the other thing I just wanted to quickly address I think it was Gavin saying about the disabled lift which got smashed so the guy which I spoke to today who said you know he was there and I know he was there but he was there um, so basically what happened is they all walked in to start with literally just walked in and no one stopped them they went in and then you had some idiots climbing and you know throwing things and all that, but the majority of the people were on the pitch. And then they were ushered off by security and police, I would assume. And then what happened is a smaller group went... So initially they got in through the entrance where the, the first aid people would normally go when there's fans there. But then what they did then is a smaller group broke off and they went around to where the disabled entrance is and the disabled left and they smashed a glass glass door, and then they got back in. It's um, it is a tricky one. Like I don't condone anything which involves violence and vandalism. I think it sends the wrong message. And I think uh, the other thing I said to you, mate, is before the ground is look. I understand why that game in particular was the target because it's the biggest game in the uh, in the British football. First start. It's live on Sky Sports at four four thirty, which is the prime time football slot in this country. Also, uh, you got like Liverpool and FSG were also involved in the Super League, so you've got that aspect to it as well. So you've got both clubs who were part of it, and I just think that's why that you know it's the same as if you go all the way back to to Bluebirds United when they were when we were fighting to get back to blue and get rid of the, the red kit and all this sort of things. When you're picking a day or a time to protest, you want the maximum impact, you want the maximum coverage, you want you want a game. So in Cardiff's case, you'd want a game where you're going to get the sky cameras there. So because you, you want people to see your message, because I get that, that puts more more pressure on the owners. Um, what I do I think that. this I... will do, mate, is I think this will galvanise um, 
Arsenal fans who've already been protesting, Tottenham fans who've protested a little bit, and they will look at it and think, oh, well, if they can get good, if they can make their point by having games called off, can we do that? And now I'm not saying that's right, but what it can is could cause absolute mayhem. And what you might have then is you might have the government step in and start looking at this 51% legislation. Can they enforce it and things like that? But the problem, the problem, you, the problem you could have, you're going to have teams following suit. You're going to have fans following suit. They'll get games called off. They'll pick and choose the games they want. We're now, we're now into a time where fans could get a game called off during the game if they really wanted to now. You know what I mean? That how are we going to react during the game if fans come on the pitch? Because then their safety and their family's safety are put massively at risk. Because you can't have stewards all the way around the ground. You can't have police all the way around the ground stopping people getting in. You know what I mean? If one person get, gets on the pitch during the game, it's during the game you get a streaker coming on, it's funny, everyone's, everyone's laughing and joking. They do it now, it's dangerous. You know what I mean? Because yeah. of what's going on in COVID. I look at the Glaziers, I look at... The six hundred million pound in debt when he, when when he bought them, the six hundred million pound in debt or billion pound in debt, whatever they are now, nothing's changed, right? In the light of business, my point with United is, if they sell it, who on earth's going who on earth's going to want to buy it now? Who on earth's going to want to buy it in terms of if they know their fans, if they well a the debt, b the pressure on them to do spend loads more money, which costs even more money, wipe their debt off, loads of money. You know what I mean? Buy new players. You know what I mean? This this is a this is a football club, by the way, where, where, where fans expect and if they don't get the wrong way, they just do a protest about it. So mm. whoever takes over that football club next, I, I'll be honest, I, I, people people but complain then, about it. You say that, glazes. mate. It's taken 16 years for it to get to this point. Do you know what I mean? It's been uh, relatively all, well, quiet for that 16 years. Well, There's you, been protests. Well, you say been that. A, a splinter club, that. but it hasn't got... Yeah, but you say that though. So you, say, you say it's been quiet. The, the club because they didn't like the Glazers. That's drastic. That is drastic. Because if that football club took off, they would have left Man United and gone gone, gone to a different yeah. club. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? So, so let's be honest. If 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 FC United of Manchester had, had grown the way that the fans wanted it to grow, that where they could get bigger than Man United, the fans would have changed the lines straight yeah. away. Straight away. And I think so it's... it only didn't because how big Man United is. Because it's global. It is difficult, isn't it? Because, like, I understand the their anger and their frustration. And, I, like, let's make no mistake, like, the Glazers are absolutely... And I know it's a business, and I know football's got a business aspect to it, but the Gla what the Glazers are doing is on another level. Like, they are absolutely rinsing that club. Um, it's... I don't know. I, like, I, I can't... I will, I will... Just as I won't excuse... The people who caused vandalism and, and violence yesterday, I also won't excuse the the FA or the government or whoever's in charge of just standing by and watching um, American owners come in and rinse what is supposed to be the most the biggest or the most historical club in the country for for billions. Um, I just think, come on, we've got to do but, better than that. The rules, Rob Boyle yeah, makes a great no, I, point. I agree. Sorry, go on. I agree about that, but I agree. Um, the Football Association, FIFA, UEFA, there's got to be there's got to be rules in place if they want if they want to change the rules within ten years that that that, that an owner's got to be the owners have got to be from that country. You know what I mean? Then you're you're opening a can of worms because all these then because all this money will be in the MLS. You've got all these um, you got the you got your Dubai money. 
you've got your groups who own different clubs around the world. You know what I mean? For me, the Premier League's only big as big as what it is because the money was getting transfer fees because Sky Sports pay all this money because of how big the clubs are. Yeah, United wouldn't sign the players, you know what I mean? Man City wouldn't sign the players. Liverpool wouldn't spend the money that they do because of... They do it because the owners can either borrow money against the clubs or they've got that money within the, within their organisations, within their businesses mm. to spend that much kind of money. So, Will says that club owners shouldn't be allowed to leverage debt against the club to finance the purchase. The fit and proper person test is a joke. And I think that is a, that's a large problem, isn't it? Where they're buying a football club like Man United, but they basically didn't spend any money. Like, I think that's a massive issue. Um, obviously, like Donna says there, the protests which Cardiff did against the red shirts were all done in a peaceful way. I think that's very true, by the way. But every club has got um, idiots. You're always going to get idiots. Like there was some, like there was teenagers there with, you know, they got their Snapchat on and they're, they're inside Old Trafford and they're climbing the goals and they're throwing things. You, that's going to happen no matter what the club is. Um, I know I don't really want to get many, into this. Thing. Many, I don't want to get in. Yeah, there's too many too idiots. Many, too many idiots. What I don't want to get into, like. Gavin has said about the uh, Liverpool protests against the Gillette uh, against Gillette I think it was like I don't kind of want to get into this club versus club versus club and these fans have done this these fans have done that all fans from all clubs at various points in time have behaved badly um it's just in the, I agree with what they're protesting against I don't agree with the they they went a step too far yesterday in terms of throwing things at the TV gantry, vandalism, smashing doors, the steward who got hurt. If they had blocked the team bus and the game had got called off, I would not have a problem with it whatsoever. Yes, it was frust- it would be frustrating and it would be annoying, but I would not have a massive problem with it. Other Sorry, than, I, I, other what, than what, as what, Rob what? said, like we well, you know we can't see family members, but. You've got you're still allowed to protest, and that's not just a football thing. Mm. You're still allowed to protest yeah, in London it. and Cardiff and all that. these different places for various things. Was the point of the protest then was it because they went into the Super League, or was it because the Glazers are still in charge? Well, they want the Glazers out. Um, the Super League, I think, was just the the final kind of straw. To to what I think happened is what you get with all protests, and you had it with Cardiff, is you have people who are like fiercely against. You know, they're like gone. So they went and did FC United. Then you've got the ones who protested with the green and gold and they want their club back. Then you've got the ones who are against the Glazers, but they love their club. So they're just going to keep watching. And if the club's doing all right, they'll kind of keep going. They love the club. And then you've got the ones who don't care. They will just support Man United no matter what happens. And I just think the Super League caused... A large portion of those groups to all go to the more um, like fierce side. Just to is a kind of little bit of an insight to you. I put a flash poll up on Twitter earlier, uh, asking United fans if United got relegated either by a punishment for whatever Super League or whatever, or you know just via because the Glazers say put a ban on signings or something i don't know and they got relegated but your choice is you get relegated to the championship but the glazers leave would you take it would you take that to get rid of the glazers get relegated 
and uh, it was pretty unanimous that they would rather be relegated than have the Glazers still there. And for me, that says a lot about um, this is not going to go away. Like the no, sorry, listen, I agree. I totally agree. But why would they leave? Why why would they leave just because of a protest? They've been in charge. For oh no, it's, years. It, but, but the this Man United fans going to carry been, on, isn't it? I know, but the Man the Man United fans have been negative for all this time. So for them, it's just like water off a duck's back. Different. They don't yeah. like the they don't like the Glazers, but they turn up they turn up in, in droves week in week out. They so, sell seventy two thousand fans week in week out. The way to not support the Glazers is to not turn up and not buy season tickets. Don't go to the games and they won't support them financially, and then they'll have to dip and sell. At the minute, they're doing exactly what they want. They're buying season tickets. They're travelling to away games. They're buying merchandise. It's not working what they're doing, and I'm not I'm not having to go at anybody here. You know what I mean? But what their protest, what they're doing, is not working. So they've got to try something else. So that, mm. that's why they went on the pitch yesterday with them because of what happened. So don't go to the games. Be anti-United, and and that will force the, the, the owners to do something else because it won't yeah. it won't hurt the players, especially now because the players have been used to not playing with any fans for for a very long yes. time. So for the for the players, it will, it will carry on. But the fans are just doing exactly what the, what the owners want. The owners, I don't know if the owners are, are UK based. I don't know if they, if they go to the games. I don't know if they the, um, if really. any of them go to the games or, or they're still based in America. So if they're based in America, they might not even see what, what's going on or care what's going on. Yeah. So basically, the Glazers have said privately, apparently, that they'll sell for four billion, which is like way over what I think is valued at. But um, also, uh, the oh, I completely forgot what I was going to say. That's right. I'm going to jump because I forgot what I was going to say. Then it was it was an incredible point, though. I can tell you that much. Um, so Gav just said something about um, because they haven't won the league and not in the Champions League, um, and that's why it's kicked off now. But that's wrong because when um, oh, the, the protests, the when the protest, when the protests were at their highest previous to this was that period where they were in the Champions League final. Then they had loads and loads of protests, and they were in the Champions League final after that. So like. It doesn't correlate. And that kind of takes me into what really frustrated me yesterday about, and today on TalkSport as well, is, and Jamie Carragher, I think it was on Monday Night Football Tonight, right at the start, has called out lazy pundits. And basically, there's pundits giving opinions on this and kind of saying similar to what like Gav has said there. Sorry, Gav. But like, oh, they're only protesting because they haven't won a league title for this long. And that really frustrates me because when Sky Sports have got pundits like Mika Richards, Jamie Carragher, Roy Keane, Gary Neville, who will give honest and blunt opinions, they won't just toe the line, but they also are very, very factually, um, like they're knowledgeable, they know it and they know what they're talking about. And if they don't know what they're talking about a particular subject, they will kind of just give like a general opinion and then they'll move on. But Sky kept putting Graham Souness on and he kept saying stuff which didn't make sense. Look, he no one deserves to have stuff thrown at him. And, I, and I, I, it made me chuckle a little bit that he was so frightened by, a, I think he said it was a beer can and that, that could kill someone. Of course it could. But also, let's remember, this is the same guy who went into the centre of a football pitch and nearly caused a riot by sticking a flag in the, in the ground at Galatasaray. Like... I don't know. I just got very frustrated with it. Um, Sky and TalkSport have got access to some incredible pundits. And I feel like Graeme Souness is a little bit out of touch with some aspects of the of the stuff. 
and that's okay. That's that's fine that he he wasn't up to date or he wasn't knowledgeable on it. But like, go to the people who are and go to the people who know all the different the backgrounds and the facts of it and how much money the Glazers are taking and what the people are protesting for. Go to those people. Like Jamie Carragher is so uh, intelligent and like everything which he says is well said and is calmly spoken. Like Roy Keane will say what he thinks and that's it. But he also bases it on like facts and stuff. I was incredibly impressed with Michael Richards yesterday. I thought it was incredible because let's not forget, Jamie Carragher is a Liverpool fan. Uh, Michael Richards is a Man City fan. They could have easily stuck the boot in uh, to United and United fans, but they didn't. They they kept it fair and they, they, they used the facts and they condemned the violence, which of course you should do. And I just got a bit frustrated. And um, I, don't think they had I, more, think, I don't think they had any other choice outside because... I, Listen, if 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 I'll use Newcastle United as another example, Newcastle's owner is has been there for so long and he's business. He doesn't put any of his own money in. He's bought other businesses and spending all his money on other things. So the club fans are getting frustrated. Um, so you, you you listen. You could get a football club who would never play a home game because every single time they play at home, they could stop their game being played. And that's how that's how. See, when's that game going to get played? You know what I mean? Because yeah, they, United, they should have played it today and not announced it until two hours before or something. Just bank holiday. So they should have yeah. played it this morning for or me, this evening. For me, I think. Um, for me, I think. Uh, I think it's it's going to create a mess. It's going to be it's going nightmare because Arsenal fans could, for example, sabotage the game on Thursday. And then we're talking about world football and then being involved European football because we're on about a club coming oh, over from, from Spain. It's going to be a. It's going to be a. It's going to potentially be a huge mess. Because I, I, I don't know this, by the way, but for me, mm. I think if, if, if it happened to a European game, yeah, a team from overseas, they'll kick them out straight away. So you oh, mate, can you imagine how so gleefully where they are? FIFA and UEFA oh, would easily. kick out English clubs. Easily. They would love it. They do the yeah, it, it, it would it would it would happen. But like we keep saying, we're in the middle of a pandemic. You know what I mean? And they've got yeah, to they've got to problem, they've got to take it? things back over to Spain. And it's listen, we mm. can't mess about with people's lives now. You know what I mean? People have so, lost too um, many lives this year for for, for these for things. Yeah. this thing to carry on. The COVID aspect is obviously a separate issue in terms of, like, I completely agree with everything with that because I just like it's been a sh- rubbish year, and let's be honest. Um, I remembered what I was going to say, mate. Um, so there is uh, a movement at the moment where United fans are turning down or not renewing season tickets. Now, that's okay, but it's got to be kind of a good portion of it. And the problem you've got with clubs like United, Liverpool, uh, I'd say Arsenal, Tottenham maybe, is the waiting list for season tickets is so long that like for you, United and Liverpool, you've got people travel from other countries when there's no COVID. Mm-hmm to come and watch them on a Saturday. So for every person who returns down a season ticket, there'll always be someone who's been waiting for like five years to get a season ticket. Are they going to turn it down because of the Glazers? You know, they've waited like five years. They've had their son who was born five years ago on the waiting list to get a season ticket. If they now get offered one, are they going to turn it down? It's so difficult, isn't it? No, well, you know, I I don't think think season tickets are the point for me. Man United's merchandise shirts sales, and merch, yeah. you know what I mean, far far greater. You know what I mean. Don't buy a shirt. You know what I mean. Man United fans want to make a stand. A season ticket if it costs you a thousand pound, 
is that a thousand pounds times seventy thousand, for example? You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. that, that's how many season tickets you, you're going to sell. It's a, it's a drop in the ocean. Shirt sales, scarf sales, all the other things. You know what I mean? You don't have to turn up because fans don't turn up at United games because they don't they don't travel sometimes. You know what I mean? Midweek games. You know we see empty seats at Old Trafford because people don't always go to a game because they don't want to lose a season ticket. I know there was a story a couple of years ago that somebody had who, who died four years ago because somebody didn't want to lose their season ticket. And yeah. that's what happens at clubs like that, because people don't want to lose the legacy of, of, of holding that ticket. But if you don't buy a shirt, Man United won't be able to go to the next level, yeah. i.e. the owners, you know what I mean? So that's where yeah, it hits the only way. You know what I mean? The only because, way your Glazers but, will leave but there's is if no they start hemorrhaging but, money. But, but, but fans, fans, fans don't do that. Fans want the new the newer shirt because they want to look, they want, they, well, they want, they want to buy that, the, the shirt that comes out. So yeah. you, you can't be between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, 100% mate. If United fans want to hit me up, I know a certain website which does beautiful replica shirts and they are completely official. And uh, they look just the same, but the money doesn't go to the Glazers. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I would never, never encourage people to do such a thing. Um, I want to kind of, I could talk about this for ages, mate. Like the pundit thing really annoyed me. Um, talk Sport did it a bit today. Jim White, mate. I'm a big fan of Jim White. Um, I thought he was really bad on the radio today. Like, um, he was cutting people off, like when they were speaking, and he was like, they were getting United fans on, some who had been there, and I, I was, so when I first heard it, I was like, oh, that's a good idea. So you can actually get the opinion of these people and why they were protesting. You know, why did this guy take his two two young kids with him to a protest like that? Let's get their opinion and hear their views, and then they'd ask them, and then as soon as they were like a sentence in, he would just speak over them. And I, it, I had to turn it off, and it got really. I was really I'm, disappointed with it. I get that, but then, but then, how, how can you like listen? There's a, there's a, there's a video going around. I'm sure everybody's seen it of the kid on the, on the net, and he falls and starts laughing, starts yeah, laughing and he gets at it, which off. is, which is, a, it's dangerous. B, of course it is. Which, which parents let them do it and climb on the? You know what I mean? Because we're, I'm still, I go back to COVID. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. couldn't really hurt himself. You know what I mean? That, that. There's a peaceful, peaceful protest. Sit in the middle of the centre circle. Don't don't move and get the game called yeah. off. And you know what? Spot on. I'd, have, I'd have sat here on this show and I'd have gone every single one of those fans. Bang on, absolutely bang on. The Glazers have to leave. Where for now, if I was a, if I was one of them one of those owners, I'd dig my heels in because of the idiots who ruined it for everybody for people who, who broke equipment. I don't think they care, mate. I got to be honest. I don't, the think, they I don't, I don't think, think it makes one difference to them. I think the only I don't thing they've they got that much money. money. They've got that much money. They don't care. No, they'll just okay. take out some more dividends to ease their uh, conscience if they've got one. However, um, I want to change the subject slightly quickly, mate, before we move on to something else. Um, because the people in the chat are making some great points about this. Um, we're all hypocrites because Sky Sports and BT Sports have destroyed f- football in the UK. Like, when the Champions League, particularly, like, when that was on ITV, that was, like, the glory years, like, growing up as kids being able to watch the European Cup on and the UEFA Cup and the Cup Winners' Cup on ITV and be able to watch league games on on terrestrial TV. Like, they, it, it was awesome. And I, I'm a big believer that terrestrial sport, particularly, I think particularly with international sport, but I think to a certain extent club sport, it should be available on terrestrial TV because that's how you get kids into it. Like, if parents can't afford to get Sky and BT, means their kids, well, how do they watch football? Unless they go to the grounds. 
you know. And but that's doesn't, doesn't doesn't that point doesn't that point go a bit further back though? Because isn't it the clubs who demand all this money for for getting yeah, the Champions course. League, winning it? So right. where does that money come from? When's that money come from? That money can't yeah. come from ITV because ITV don't have the money. So ITV offer a package. That package isn't accepted, so they go looking at BT, who can offer a, a lot of money. They go to Sutanta, they go to Arabic Channel, go anywhere, which can, who will pay. You know what I mean? And exactly. You know what I mean? They go to the highest bidder, and that's where it's wrong. Um, you know what I mean? I watched. Listen, I watched. Uh, I watched two games today. I don't know if anybody else joined me on BT. So it was, it was a free free view TV games today. So it was a 20, 2020 FA Vars final between two North East teams, very close to me. Concert and um, Heaven Town. Heaven Town won three two. Uh, great game of football, by the way. And then Harrogate Town have just beaten Concord Rovers or whatever they're called um, in the in the FA Trophy game. And achievable opportunity to watch two games. You know what I mean? For me, sometimes BT can give something back, and I mean the group games could be could be free. Ed free because yeah. they don't really mean anything because you get some really bad group games. Let's be honest. Sometimes, sometimes you get some really shocking group games from the league, from the from the quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. You expect to pay. You know what I mean? Because it could be, it could be something like why would you want to pay a monthly thing just just buy the game? If they sold the game like you do for boxing, they'd get bigger viewers because same as same as Eddie Hearn and all the guys in in sell the final for nine ninety nine and people will pay it. Because it's a one-off game. If 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 it's between two English clubs, then every single person in England will pay for it. And I remember Simon Jordan, and I know I'm a lover of Simon Jordan, and everyone knows how much I uh, how much I like Simon. But Simon had this idea of a Netflix. It's like Blind Date, a Netflix type of um, idea with football, and yeah. people play people play a, a small subscription, but you can watch any kind of game you want. You know what I mean? Like you could watch a, a, a game of Dutch football or Italian football, watching Serie A yesterday in Harrogate Town play Port Vale. You know what I mean? So for me, if all clubs bought into it around the world, then Sportbox. Yeah, it'd be it would be unbelievable. It would be it would be yeah. all in the same area. People would be able to be able to go and get it. You catch up on old games, uh, all the archive games. It would be unbelievable, and, and it gives us gives us more things to talk about. You know, I just think I just think we're missing a trick. You know what I mean? And and yeah, and for people sense. to expect to pay a monthly a monthly subscription of two hundred something pound a year to watch some Champions League games, which you only really want to watch two or three games a season anyway, which is just correct me if I'm wrong, mate. Because I don't have Sky anymore. Um, I binned it. I didn't. But I, as far as I'm aware, if you want like the full package of Sky, um, it's like hundred quid a week. A uh, hundred quid a month, sorry. Um, and if you yeah. want like the Sky Q and whatever, I think it's mm. even. And then you got and and, and, and and that just gets you and that just gets your and that just gets your Premier League games. And then you've got BT, which is the Champions League games and Europa League which games. Is another what twenty you know quid a month. So, Yes, if you're a, if you're an Arsenal fan, a lot because they're always in a European competition. Yeah, they're obviously in the Premier League. You know what I mean? So, and you've got a season ticket on top of it. Mm. You're getting stung yeah, left, right, and centre, aren't you? So it's problem, It's costing you thousands. Yeah, it's, of course it's, it's, yeah. And one of the reasons hit, I got rid of it, it's a big, mate, it's it's a big hit for a family. Can't justify it. I cannot justify paying that amount of money. I got three, three, three teenagers who eat a ridiculous amount of food, mate. That's but that's this is a problem, Sai, haven't you? If you if if you're a, if you're a football fan at Cardiff City and you've got a season ticket and you get Sky Sports and you can't watch Sky Sports because what value are you getting for your money? You're not really getting anything, are you? Because you're you're missing yeah. the games because you're going to games or going to the, going to the pub beforehand, and the whole thing's wrong in my eyes. You know, what I mean, we need to we need to come up with a better system 
for yeah. fairness for football supporters because at the minute it's supporters who are getting stung and hence why they're protesting against clubs because the money they're spending and not seeing anything given back to them. Yeah. Um, like obviously I've heard you can get uh, IPTV which gives you everything and uh, internet pay, pay-per-view TV which is cheap, you know, a one-off payment with a fire stick and you, you get everything. I've heard that's a thing Andy but uh, I wouldn't know anything about that um, and I couldn't possibly <laughs> promote it um, you know, in my DMs or something like I couldn't possibly promote something like that. That would be wrong. Pay your money to Sky Sports. So here is thirty-four pound a month for Sky Sports alone. Um, it is where it is. I tell you what, mate. The people send us some questions. Why not? Send us some questions. Yeah, let's we'll let's change it. let's change the subject. Let's yeah, let's change yeah. the subject. Questions. Before, I've, before I've I, got... uh, my blood pressure is going to go too high. So I've got a couple. Bring it down. I got uh, I got uh, yeah. I got sent some questions today from um, one of our viewers who's who's in tonight, Matthew Angel. Um, he sent me four questions. So, uh, question number one: If if I was playing today, who would be my ideal strike partner and why? So when I was reading these questions and I thought about my answer, um, ideal strike partner. I, I'll be I'll be honest. I wouldn't be a centre forward in. 2021 because of the way that man up front and that wouldn't suit me because I didn't head the ball I couldn't really get hold of the ball I used pace effectively and I like to run in behind so I'd, I'd have to play left or right or play behind and it would be it would be different for me to play like I used to play up front with I used to love playing with Leo I used to love with Hamilton Ricard Brian Dean all my favourite strike partners were players who were target men who took the pressure off me as in as in they were big they were strong they were physical and um and I really, I really enjoy playing with them. But the times that I did lead the line uh, and players that target on myself from minute one to ninety, and I came off the pitch with injuries which I didn't realise were possible. Um, I had bumps to a part of my body which I didn't realise were possible, and um, I just didn't enjoy it. You know what I mean? So I, I, I ventured out wide a little bit more to find an area which suited me better. Which yeah, I can understand that, mate. And I think it's um, it's all down to your personal. Abilities, talents, skills, whatever it may be, because some people yeah. will prefer to play with a you know a big man might play, prefer to play with a striker like yourself. Yeah. Um, some strikers like to play up up front on their own. It's I've got a question for you. What you say? I've got a question oh, for yeah, you. Because funny enough, Gaz just said to ask Sai some questions. I don't want questions. I'm I've got a question for you. It, it, it was for me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll turn the swing on it. Um, I'll turn no, the swing no. on it. So it'll be it'll be from you. So. Uh, this is from Matthew Angel. By people, past and present, around for a dinner party, who would you invite? And bear in mind, he wrote here that Sai can be the butler for the evening, but I'll be your butler. So you can't invite me, so I'll be your butler serving you. So four people, past or present, who would come to your dinner party? From football. Oh, goodness. Anywhere. Anywhere. Doesn't have to be football related, oh, does it? Anywhere. Doesn't have to be football related. Okay. No, anywhere. Um, so I would go, Roy Keane would be in there, because uh, he's one of my heroes. Why? Um, Why? Just, just, just to chat. I find him fascinating. I find him a fascinating character, mate. Um, not just from a football point of view. Um, I read his book, his book a long time ago. Like he's a very complex man, and um, I would quite like to like pick his brains on subjects outside of football as well. Um, I just think he's quite interesting. Um, if you'd asked me this about a year ago, I probably would have said Ian Brown. Um, Maybe not so much now. If I'd look at his social media, <laughs> so we'll go with um, 
Are they allowed to be dead or alive and stuff like that? Are they all yeah, anything, yeah. alive? Yeah, anything. No, anything. Mm, I go Jim Morrison, lead singer of the door. I like it. I like it. So what's that? Jim Morrison, Roy Keane. What a table this is going to be. How many was it? Four or five? Four. Four. Like two more. Plus you. Okay. So you're, you're, you're the head of the table. So you're looking at uh, you're looking at Jim Morrison. You're looking at Roy Keane. What else are you looking at? I'm stood there. I'm stood there. I'm stood there like this. I'm stood there like this. Randy Campbell's the exactly. best way, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I, look nice I think. Got um, got... So people are going to slate me for this. I'm torn between Fergie and Gary Speed. Oh, that's, a, that's a good one. I think I'd go with Gary Speed, mate. Good, good choice because if you had if you had Gary Speed, the conversation would be a bit awkward between Keno and, and Fergie. Be a bit awkward. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. I didn't want to make it too Larry, <laughs> too Larry. That's, and I went. That's why I went with Jim Morrison instead of Liam Gallagher as well, just to keep it keep it calm. Jim Jim Morrison's nice and chilled. So we got Jim Morrison, Roy Keane, Gary Speed, and let me think. Who else we got? I'm trying to like. If you'd asked me this before, I'd have come up with a much better list. But on the fly, it's much, it's much more difficult. This is better. This is better, though. Yeah, it's, better it's difficult, this no. Uh, let me think. I'm going to give mine in. I'm going to give mine in a minute because I've had all this time to think about it. It's great. Yeah, I know. If I'd thought about it, I would have come up with some crap, <laughs> some absolute belters. Um, so I'm trying to think of like my heroes growing up. But my heroes growing up were all like footballers, and I wanted to kind of go away from football. So like, um, what about actors? What actors do I like? Oh, um, Gary Oldman. I like it. Yeah, Gary Oldman. Like Your dad said Hitler. That Hitler. <laughs> Don't go with dad's party. Don't go with dad's party. I'm yeah, going, I'd, I'd uh... Scrap all that. I'd go with um, Trump, Hitler, uh, Winston <laughs> Churchill, and I'm trying to think of someone else really controversial and just ask them what the hell. Um, the um, g- g- uh, what's his what's his name? Um, the Russian with the uh, who had the um... Putin. Right? Yeah, Putin, Hitler, P- Donald Putin. Trump. <laughs> yes, and Tony Blair. Like, That's who I'd yeah. go with. Like it. My four. So just my four. I'd have uh, Adam Sandler. Love a bit of comedy. I love his films. Um, Lionel Richie. Beautiful. Yeah, sing some of his songs. Like him. Yeah. Bit of hello. Is it me you're looking for? Um, I've got a, I've got a, Bernie Slavin definitely is going to be in there because yeah. Bernie's got something for that. Someone got guessed have, that before you said it. Who was got it? Got to have it in. Leslie guessed it. Who said that, Leslie? Yeah, Bernie's, uh, Bernie's got to be in. He's a hero. And, um, uh, oh. and Mike Tyson. I'll have a yeah, bit of Iron Mike shot. in there as well. Uh, I didn't go with a fighter. That Yeah, I should have gone with a fighter. There's a few fighters yeah. I'd like to add to it. Uh, ultimately, mate, if I was allowed to have anyone, I'd probably go with like you, Kev, Danny. Who I do the box. Uh, the, the other. Mine might be. It. Mine, mine might be. A, mine might be a bit. Mine might be a bit quiet though, mightn't it? Mine. Mine. Mine would be sophisticated. Yeah, sophisticated, my ass. <laughs> but just you and be me, you, Liam Gallagher, and uh, Noel Gallagher, and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> just get them, get them liquored uh, up. Um, Gavin asked me a question. Uh, Matthew also asked. Go on, then, go on. I've got, I've do got Matthew's question. question first, just, just a final one for Matthew. So Matthew asked me, "Is, is there anything I miss about living in Wales?" And uh, and I thought about this as well. And do you know what? I really miss, I really miss Cardiff, and I miss right. it more by doing the show. I'll be honest. I miss, I miss the people. I miss how friendly everybody was with me. 
I missed the weather because the weather wasn't normally that great, by the way. But I missed the weather because I lived. I obviously I live in the northeast, and the northeast is weather's atrocious. By the way, every day it's 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 raining constantly here at the minute. It's um, it's a nightmare. But no, I uh, I really miss Cardiff. They're all with me, and I think the relationship I've got with people, um, nothing really fills that gap. Mm. I think you know what I mean. Like families, families, family, and families always be there. But I think I left the family back in Wales, like quite a big one. <laughs> um, and every time I go back, they're always great. So it's always nice to see it. Obviously, pre-COVID and be post-COVID to go back. So yeah, I can't wait. Oh, I'm, I'm 40 in November, mate. Just saying, just so you know. You're definitely, you're definitely over 40. Stop it. 40 in November. Stop it. Stop it. I was actually discussing some plans this this morning with my lovely Where wife. Yeah. Anyone's, yeah. My Cheers, my, son, my oldest son is trying to talk me into having a party. You see, and I'm like, no, I'm not interested whatsoever. But um, see, I'm more interested. Like the money which I'd spend on a party, I would rather spend that on putting together a live podcast show with yourself, Kev, and some special guests. And I'd, I'd rather that be my party. So that that won't go down. Oof, well, though I don't think that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad mm-hmm. idea, you know. It's not, is it? No. Where would we do it? There's a question for the people. Where should we do it? Where if we was to do a live show? Featuring like back-to-back shows of the Andy Campbell show and then Super Kevin scripted and then maybe like a little joint half hour to finish. Where should we do it? Um, Brad Ra- the Rad Rams. No, Rad Rams is dead, mate. You had to say that, didn't you? Just gonna try to. It's gone. And you just. I did it. I, did, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know. Tonight. Didn't even know. Tonight we could, tonight we could just reminisce it. We could. Yeah. Oh, sit, on the, sit outside the. Fl- sit outside those. Um, the to where the Rider Arms used to be, there's like uh, host, uh, not hospitality flats, what are they called? Like flats for old people, basically. We'll go, go and sit there with a load of cans and a little MC kit, karaoke machine, and we'll we'll do a, we'll do our own little protest of bring back the Rider Arms. And, uh, yeah, let's we'll just do sit it. There. Yeah, why not? Um, Gavin asked me a question and I've lost it. Uh, he said, "Where's it gone?" I can't find it. Um, how Gavin say he asked you? How did you fi- how did you feel when you scored the winner, the winner? Um, how did I feel? And do you know what? I've I've watched the video something like well, probably a thousand times, and um, I'm glad I scored because I didn't, I didn't touch the ball for the last like seven minutes of the game because I was just running about like a headless chicken because I just get my breath back. I, I was I was still as high as a kite, um, but I felt great inside, but. I probably felt felt more tired, just drained mentally and physically drained that I'd scored the goal, and I'm probably glad it was 114th minute and not probably the 105th minute because I'd I'd have had a lot to touch the ball for because it would give QPR a little bit longer. But when you see people scoring goals and and the waste of energy by celebrating and doing things, that's one thing that I did, and and um, and and on a big occasion like that, it, it doesn't have to take it out on you. Um, uh, I mean, it, but if I needed to get another goal or I needed to um, to hold the ball up and things, you know what I mean. I think uh, I'm just glad the QPR didn't score because uh, I didn't really, I didn't really do a lot after the goal. To be honest, I didn't need to, but I, I didn't, didn't do anything. Need to, mate. You're exhausted by it. Um, a few suggestions, mate, for the for the live show venue. Rob Boyle says Blackwood. I think people are just everyone's name in their own home, like town. So Rob Boyle says Blackwood, Gavin says Cardiff, Leslie says the Borough Ground, uh, Donna Perry says the Cardiff City Stadium, the Rico Suite, I don't think they'll have us, um, 
Rob Boyle <laughs> says the Valley Tavern. James Costley says in the Woodbine. West Auckland FC says up a tree. And, uh, That's for my point. Uh, thanks, Dev. Yes. Um, it's, yeah, well, it'll, well, it, will, it will happen at some point. We will just have to we'll discuss and work it out. Maybe we'll do two. Maybe we'll do one in Borough and one in God's country. Right, Gavin asked me, um, he said, how did I get into doing the podcast show? So, I don't know if you're on about this show specifically or if the channel generally. So, I'll go with the show specifically. Basically, uh, with the channel, I was reaching out to just people I either knew through someone else or someone I previously had contact with or whatnot. People who I could get in contact with to just interview them for the show, come on for a show. I contacted Andy and said, would you come on for a show? Would you talk about your career and stuff? He's like, yes, I'll do that. And we did it. We got on well. Um, and I think I came back to him then about a week or two later and said, look, I want to do a championship show. Do you fancy it? We'll call it this. We'll do this. This is what we'll do. The channel's growing slowly as it is. I think that we can do something fun and good. And they went from there. And uh, indeed, and here we are today. If anybody does follow the show on um, Instagram, please look at the the stories, which uh, the archive stories in the in the profile where all the pictures are in order. So um, it shows our first episode with me inside, um, and it, it couldn't it be like any it's different been filmed to, on to a where we are now. Yeah, like it's just listen, it's so it's so different. It's it's chalk and cheese to where we are now. It's um, yeah, listen, COVID's been a nightmare for, for everybody to understand that, but for this show and the way that we're doing things now, like we're doing it live, this all came from COVID, this all came from sitting down over one afternoon um, with loads of time in our hands and decided that where do we go next because the championship's not happening. Um, we, we contemplated going live a couple of times but, um, and then we just thought, do you know what, we've got nothing to lose, we'll give something back to people. People, you people, who I can't thank enough by the way, um, just seem to really enjoy it. The guests have been amazing. Every single one of them. I don't think we've had a we've had a bad one. We've had some funny ones. We've had, you know what I mean? There's there's been some memorable ones for for probably different reasons. Um, uh, Barry Hales, for example, who was his internet was absolutely atrocious. It, it just made me laugh it's all the way through me. because me and Sai were me and Sai were messaging messaging each together. other for the whole show, just trying to hold it together. We had a conversation between ourselves, and then Barry would butt in if, if everybody remembers, and it was just it was great. Like five Barry was like after. About, yeah, it was just it was hilarious. But Barry's a top man. He's he's promised to come back on when he's at, when he's not away in his uh, in his in his caravan with his family. So I'm really looking forward to that. He's had some great stories, all, but uh, but the show. Listen, I can't thank Sai enough for asking me to come on as a guest, and then when he asked me to do it, it wasn't really something that I that I wanted to do. But I wanted to get into football. I wanted to get back into football, and then when I did it once and twice, I, I loved it, and can't really thank him enough because I, I just love talking about football and um, this, 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 this what we what we do on Streamyard or what when we have Zoom conversations and Zoom calls for meetings or for for family conversations over lockdown. It's just been the norm, been great for me because just every time I see. You just, I'm just constantly looking at myself all the time because it's, it's mm-hmm. just become, it's just become the new norm. It's just madness, madness. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit mad. Like it's grown and grown and grown, like a lot, and like to the point where, like we're on about doing a live show with, with you and, and this show, and obviously with K 
Kev as well on the same night because that just, it just kind of makes sense to do you know two Cardiff yeah. legends back to back and stuff. Um, and the Kev show is a bit behind in terms of growth because it's obviously st- you know it's only I think fifteen episodes in and stuff. And I'm hopeful that that will grow to the same level this that this one has. And also like the channel generally has grown and the other series and stuff mm. which I produce have grown to the point where like I'm speaking mm. to people about studios and stuff to to do shows in and like that's something which at the start like when I first started doing it and when then we first started doing this show that's not something that we ever considered no. really I don't think it was no. it's just through the general growth but, and, and people watching it and downloading it but I also it, think Sally, like, people I don't think people know people know and think about the effort what goes in you know what I mean the, the, yes the, you know, what I mean, the, the the effort trying to get guests to come on is 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 enjoyable. You have loads of conversations with people, but it's hard work because people uh, and people don't just say yes straight away. Uh, we always get there in the end. You know, what I mean, the amount of research and, and things what go on between me and Sai and and the championship show itself is a is a different animal. You know, what I mean, I, I, I must watch hours and hours and hours of games just to see the highlights and 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 stuff and 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 the live games. What I, I love doing, but it's. Um, it gives me a purpose now to watch it because I don't just watch it. I, I memorize. I try to memorize things what happen and, yeah. and write loads of notes down because it's. Uh, I think and I think people can relate to. You know what I mean? That we that we always come prepared um, when we do the shows. It's like this. Uh, off the cuff ones are for me just the different and even better because you know what I mean. Today's been different because obviously it's bank on the Monday and um, and it's like a different day. It's like oh, it's like a Sunday a little bit. Uh, but you know what I mean. It's nice to do a show um, with. Not a little I'm less research, and yeah, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. Little, little well, I've press. got a surprise for everybody at the, at, the end, at the end of the show, by the way, because I, I did promise people certain things uh, on social so media. And I've got a, Cristiano I've got Ronaldo is coming on the show for the last five minutes, so um, tell everyone <laughs> that that's going to happen, and so they can all come in. Last five yeah. minutes, Cristiano, yeah, but Ronaldo his internet is might in. not be very good, so if you yeah, can't log on, then that's just not, it's, it's not our fault. Um, so we had um, two questions which are kind of the same, but they're one's directed at you and one's directed at me. So I thought I'll bunch them together because I'm lazy uh, Rob Boyle says Andy if you weren't a footballer what would you be and Sai said if you uh, Gaz said if you were Sai if you weren't doing podcasting what would you be um, I'd be a nightmare if I wasn't uh, I'm not sure I'm not really sure um, I did um, obviously my dad watches the show religiously I'm noise on tonight work experience when I was at school at my dad's uh place of work which is KOM engineering and my dad's retired now but my dad, my dad uh, was an engineer drew pipes uh, for a living so I went there and uh, I was there for a week uh, I was I was in the office with all the lads it was it was uh, it was it was it was it was good it was it was very different to things that I wanted to do I'd never really been into it I'm not really sure why why I did it I think I went for it for an easy life to be fair uh, but backfired a little bit because it wasn't easy mm. so you know I was just lazy Lazy, just going to be really easy. But uh, my dad showed me that it was, it was, it was a skilled piece of work, and uh, and I think I probably respected him more after doing the week than I did before. I think I thought he yeah. does nothing at work. He just sits <laughs> there with a with a pencil behind his ear and just drinks coffee. But he did a, he did a, he did a, he did a good day's work every single day of his life. So yeah, I I, uh, I probably would have done that. I probably would have followed suit. Ah, that's good. That's interesting because we're gonna get. We've got a question about your dad now, which I'm gonna get to in a minute. But um, in terms of me, like if I wasn't doing podcasts, and I've made no mistake, uh, I've made no secret rather that um, obviously after my car accident, I've had a lot of issues with 
my mental health and uh, some other stuff. If it wasn't for podcasting and my wife, I would still be in that place. And all I, I don't want to bring the tone down and bring it down, but all I will say is before I was doing this, I was literally just waiting to die. So it was depressing. However, it's not anymore. Um, so uh, Craig Sullivan says, Andy Campbell, he says, would you be able to get your dad as a guest one day, Andy? A lot would want to hear the story from a parent's perspective, uh, some with, someone with kids, uh, and want to know what it's like and how to support, etc. Well, if my dad's still watching, I'm sure. So if, if my dad can come on, he's more than welcome to come on. I would listen. We've we've done certain things. Um, we've 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 gone down the non-league route. We've asked non-league footballers that transition. We've looked at all players, current players, managers, referees. Um, we've had pundits. We 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 do plan on having having agents on. We plan you know, listen having a parent on who who's been there and. For two kids, uh, not just one, by the way. So it's uh, I, listen. If he wants to come, I'd, I'd love to have him on. I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to see him um, talk about how, how angry, how anxious. You know what I mean? There's loads. There's probably a mixed up, like a, a real host of emotions. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, 100%. I've got to. You got to. You got to. You got to remember from um, uh, from our point of view. You know what I mean? My dad can only watch me on Neil. You know what I mean? So when we both played on a on a weekend. For, one went one, dad went the other, and then then the, then they switched the week after. So it was always, it was always different. It was always around the Sunday, having a Sunday lunch. So we always talked about football, about performance, results, how we played, blah blah blah. And it was, um, yeah, it was it was always interesting to say the least. Absolutely, mate. I think it'd be a good one. It'd be really interesting. And I think we've tried like to range, you know, get a range of different professions and people and levels. And you know, we're always let's not um, beat around the bush. Like at the end of the day. We're always looking for like as big a guest as possible. Like that's natural, but uh, it's not just about the like the size of the name or how many followers they've got and stuff like that. Of course, that stuff helps. Look, we'd be ridiculous for us to say otherwise. We if we could get a guest, a footballer or a manager who's got ten million followers or whatever, that's going to be good for us. Of course oh. it is. But ultimately, what we I think I think you'd agree with me with this is that it's not necessarily always the biggest name which makes for the most interesting uh, conversation or show. And I don't mean that in the, the, the big bigger names have not been interesting. Mm. I just mean that some of the lesser-known names have been quite fascinating shows, quite interesting shows, where I've learned stuff that I perhaps didn't know. Um, it's just but one we, of those things. You never know we, where we, it's going to go, we, do you? We always look at the food uh, uh, probably after a few days of, of, of the event, after a Monday, and um, the figures after the shows that we expected to do the best views doesn't materialise, you know what I mean? That The, the, the guests who, we, who, 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 who we're talking about now are probably the biggest audience because uh, people want to hear that story, people want to ask them questions, people want to probably dig the dig 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 dirt on 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 me and on and on and I like that you know what I mean I like that you know what I mean my brother's views were were out of this world and you know what I mean I'm sure my dad's he'll definitely he's definitely on he's definitely come on so if you would like Andy Campbell's father and Neil Campbell's father on the show Stuart Campbell <laughs> then leave a like on the video I hate doing that but let's do it let's 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 be like every other youtuber in the world leave a like on the video if you'd like Stuart Campbell to be a guest on the show Don just put something funny. Don just put something interesting there about about and um, probably media trends. 
um, know the standard answer. You know what I mean? I, I was media trained, or I am media trained. You know what I mean? So when I when I um, when I signed for Middlesbrough, I was aware we had media training and we had etiquette training as well. So if anybody obviously doesn't know what etiquette training is, etiquette training was is we got. Um, we got taught how we eat properly, um, as in in a restaurant. So we we got taught which uh, which knife and fork to use. Um, if you've got two or three forks and two or three knives, and which spoon to, to eat um, soup with, and how to eat um, how to eat uh, peas properly. You know what I mean? Does anybody not eat peas properly? Just put them on your fork and put them in your mouth. Wrong. You know what I mean? You're supposed to um, you're supposed to squash them on the back of your fork. You know what I mean? But can you imagine, Sai, can't you? That 16 year old lads in a in a posh place, yeah, what's going to happen? For the you know what I mean? That, that, oh, yeah. yeah, we we were we were throwing food at each other. By the end of it, we we got a really bad reputation. But it's just fun, and 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 when you're doing media training, and you're trying to inspire lads behind you pulling faces, then it doesn't yes. really work out. You know, it's 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 difficult. You know what I mean? But because you're embarrassing yourself straight away. But it's it's all fun and games. It's it's there to to help you develop as a person. Because when that camera gets thrown in front of your face, and you get asked a question which you're not yeah. ready for got to be careful it's on, you know? yeah that's what happens yeah but also like going back to like the show and stuff that's why we have the show the way we do the layout we do the way we speak to it doesn't matter who the guest is we treat them and we speak to them the same way we want it to be a natural conversation which goes where it goes yes we'll have a list of questions or subjects that we're going to talk about but they won't stay in order and they won't necessarily it's not like question answer, and I wouldn't even call what we do an interview because it's it's a conversation. Yeah, it's and a I conversation. Think yeah. That why people like conversations like with guests, whether it's Emil Heskey Informal or Charlie yeah, and it's but people feel like they're in the room, don't they? That they're in on like a conversation yeah. which is happening between these footballers or these three people, and I just think it's I think it's a beautiful thing, mate. I got to be honest, and I think it's so much more enjoyable to do and I, th I think honestly it's more enjoyable to watch than watching uh, a footballer go on match of the day or sky or something they get asked they might get asked similar questions to what we ask but they kind of trot out the same answers to each tv station whereas when you're having a conversation with someone you get a feel for the for their personality you know what they'll have a little joke about what they won't and you get different answers and different stories, and and then you veer off into different subjects. It's very um, stale, isn't it? You know what I mean. You, you see people, you see people on certain certain channels um, and on the radio uh, who are just very like robotic. And you know what I mean. I, what I like about this is 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 I, I can buy a comment or a question off the off the chat. I can be caught out and caught out at any time by Sai. We have a we, we don't always get on, and that. And that and that's one thing for me that, that I like about this that um, probably the the most enjoyable shows that we've had is where we just disagree on certain. We're not here to just blow smoke up each other's backsides, by the way. We're, yeah, we're, no, we're no. here to we're here to we're here to have proper conversations, and we've got beliefs. You know what I mean? If we if yeah. we like a certain person or don't like what's happening, you know what I mean? We're not going to just agree with each other, but and and just to to make to make the show look good. You know what I mean? Uh, we're not, we don't argue about. You know what I mean? That 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 I remember the the conversation we had about that um, that female at uh, Millwall. Was it Millwall or Charlton or whatever she was called, wherever she was from, or for both? I think she left Charlton and got to Millwall. That oh yeah, the, the, that, um, was, that was I probably one of the most. That was the only. That was probably girl. one of the most interesting, the most interesting conversations we've had because it was it was ruthless, fiery, but, it was, mate, but it was true. It was it was true. It, yeah. was, it was real life. There was nothing. Um, 
No malicious though. It was just. It was just. just disagreed, mate. Didn't we? We just generally yeah. disagreed on the point. And I think how boring would it be though, mate, if I went. La, 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 welcome to his podcast nation, Andy Campbell. Uh, right, we're going to talk about this, and you went blah 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 blah, and I went yes, I agree. Next subject. Yeah, it'd be boring. It'd be boring, boring as hell. We, we, we wouldn't enjoy it. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't enjoy it. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be happening every week. It would be. It would be. It would be tedious, and it won't. Uh, it won't happen. And that's one thing. It's not made as tedious. Like the one yeah, of the things I, I love. I look forward to to Mondays and Fridays. I look forward to. 99.9% of all the shows I do sometimes I'm very tired and I struggle but I always always enjoy them um, one of my favourite things just because Andy's coming on the My Story series uh, in the next couple of weeks and um, like I can't wait to go through your career because that's one thing we haven't really done is like tell your kind of life story and that series is literally telling the person's kind of life story and career. Mm. So, like, we've had such a range of people on it, on this series too. Like, I've had cricketer, uh, not cricketer, Luke Fletcher. Then the following week, I had a rapper, uh, rapper T-Rev. And then got yourself to come. I, you know some of the people I've been speaking to. Like, mm. you know, for me as a channel, they're game changers. <laughs> but they are very, very different. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just then, laughing at some of the comments in the group. Just laughing yeah, at Donna's right. comment there. We wouldn't watch it if it was rubbish. Gave up EastEnders <laughs> for this. That's it, mate. Um, so like, and I've got um, Shed Seven, lead singer Rick Rick Witters coming on. I'm recording that this week. So like, the range of people I get to speak to through this show and through the channel, it is phenomenal, mate. I love it. I love. Gaz just asked a question, which I'm not sure. I don't, do. You know what? I can answer it, um, but I'm going to put it to you first. Uh, Gaz says, which guest has annoyed you? Which guest has annoyed me? Uh, uh, no, but do you know what? I've not, I've not been annoyed with any. I've not been, I've, I've not been annoyed with any. A few have surprised, a few, a few surprised me, um, and I thought would be a little bit more, uh, probably a little bit less controversial to, to having numbers through the roof. Um, probably that's annoyed me. You know what I mean? That the, the numbers that I was expecting from certain shows wasn't as high, so that's that's probably so it wouldn't be the guess what annoyed me. It's probably the outcome of what yeah. was ex- my expectations has, has annoyed me. Yeah, hundred percent, and I agree with that. Limit. There's not one guest which has been like I thought. Oh, he was a bit of a dick. Like all of them have been really good. There was a couple which um, was still good, still enjoyed them. There was one or two where I just I don't know. They weren't quite what I was expecting beforehand, but that's down. You know, that's just my expectations rather than them doing anything wrong. Mm. And I've enjoyed every single guest. But like you say, there was a couple in there where we thought, you know, they're going to do good numbers, and they did all right. Yeah. And then there was a couple where we yeah. thought they'll be interesting, but maybe people mm. won't know who they are, and yeah. they went through the roof. And then obviously we had yeah. your brother because... on, who no one knows who he is, and. You then blockbuster numbers because we've uh, we've uh, listened. Sorry, normally, man. normally we um, we went. Yeah, we 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 tried to uh, to announce earlier. We went. You know, I mean, sometimes we we announced. We played around. I don't know if, around, it was too, I don't know if I was. Yeah, we we tried, but like for me now, it's it's people. When people are asking, that's probably the right time to do it. Well, sometimes we announced straight after the straight after the show on the Monday, and and by the time it didn't do what we were expecting, it was a bit it's of a getting lost. I probably a little, little bit of a letdown. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's a little bit. Interesting, mate. Let's go back to some questions. Let's go back to some questions. Mm. But um, 
So let's have a look what we got. Um, okay. <laughs> just put a good question on. Kay Child says, "Has anyone asked you to try to get you uh, ask you for silly money?" So, um, yeah. Uh, I as a channel, and Andy and, and me and Andy as a show, we have a policy that we will not pay guests. It doesn't matter who you are, we will not pay guests. However, the one caveat which I've said to Andy about that is, say, at some point we have base and we have a studio, and me and Andy are in the same place, and we want. Um, let's use Kev as an example to come down from Scotland to wherever we are, Cardiff, Borough, wherever. We want him to come down. There's a difference between paying for someone to have a like a hotel for the night or a flight to get there than there is to, for paying someone to come on the show. And I think that is maybe something which I would be open to. But then, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't pay people to come on as a guest. I just wouldn't. Um, Andy, has anyone asked for any money? Silly money? Any money at all? Uh, for me, for me, listen, we don't take a we don't take a penny from what from all the work that we put in. And when people have asked me for money, I just straight away just just flatline say, listen, if you want to come on, you can come on. If you don't want to come on, then don't come on. I'm not I'm not here to force people to come on. The, the guess what we've had and and some people who've gone. Um, didn't take a penny, so I'm not gonna. I'm not lying here either. By the way, there's some big name people who've loved doing what we've done. We've had some great feedback from people. Um, we've had some great feedback from from uh, platforms who are big, big platforms as well. By the way, that the, um, for me, I don't think there's any reason to to change it. If it's not if it's not broke, why fix it? So I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't yeah. start paying anybody. Hundred percent. Like, um, look, I. It's difficult because you don't want to name. Not going to name footballers who have asked for money because that's wrong. You don't want to stitch them up. What I will tell you, uh, separate to this show completely, is a certain England, a certain ex England cricketer, who I spoke to, asked me for. Uh, I think it was off the top of my head. I think it was three hundred pounds for forty minutes over a Zoom call, and wasn't sure if he would do video. Um, it was a short conversation. Should we say? But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm and this is going back a while. I remember, remember, Sai told me that, and I nearly fell off my seat because I was disgusted with um, with that. I was disgusted that that people have that kind of concept in their in their thinking. That you know what I mean? When Sai asked me to do it, when Sai asked me for uh, to to do this a one off uh, interview stroke um, show. That was the last thing on my mind, you know what I mean? And when he asked me to do to do this full time, there wasn't going to get week in week out, and I, and and it was just. <sighs> Life's life's just not that. Bizarre, it's it's it? It, yeah, it's, it's not that what gets me going. So it's uh, it's, it's but yeah, that's not gonna yeah. sit here and yeah. slot, like I'm not gonna sit here and like um, you know, it wasn't yeah. uh, Andrew Flintoff at all. No. Just because Rob Boyle said it was, um, but yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and name people. That's not right. Uh, Reese David Evans asked earlier on. He just reminded me. He said uh, earlier this season, Andy said Norwich haven't got any standout players. They're just a good team. Uh, I think that was the gist of it. Do you yeah. stand by that still? Yeah. Well, they've, got, they've got a spine of the team and they've got the best team in the in the league. So, for me, yeah. I, Interesting. This, I'm not sure if I agree that they haven't got any standout people. But but that's like saying... That's like saying... Um, Sean Morrison, for example, got on the got in the team of the, team of the season. Yeah? So, is he, yeah. is he better? Is he better than Ben Gibson? 
Is he better than Grant Hanley, who, who, who both play centre half in Norwich City? Season than both of those players? Hmm? He hasn't had a better season than both of them because those two are in the Premier League next season and Sean's not. So, you know what I mean? Surely that proves that Would you this, kind of, this kind of thing. Would you is a standout player? Um, is, he the best, best, is, he, is he the best centre forward in the, in, the champ, in the championship? Armstrong, uh, Tony, Pookie. Mm, I think Pookie's probably up there, isn't he, in the top three? Um, oh, yeah, actually, of course he's no, not. They've got the top three. Keith the, 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 like Moore's first and second, and then Keith Moore's third. third and fourth, and, and then fifth. probably Tony's fifth. So like, and then Asombolonga's no, like, seventh, eighth. And listen, they, they, they are... They, they are really good. They, listen, they've got they've got good players, but for me, they're the best team. Why they won the league? Because they because they're just inundated with with good players. But would, have they got the best player in the championship? There's the question I'll throw Not back. Probably you. Uh, have they got the best player? I would say the one player who might uh, sort of do a run for that would be Cantwell. I think he could possibly be the best footballer in the championship. Possibly. Possibly. Uh, but, but, but that's that's it's a, not that's a clear thing, season. is it? Yeah, no, yeah. And, and, and I think I, I think that's my point. You know, I man. Look, at, I looked at last year, um, and I looked at West Brom, for example, and Pereira. He was the best player on the pitch. You know what I mean? But West Brom weren't the best team. I didn't, I didn't think West Brom were going to get where they needed to be because I didn't see them having the spine of the team. I didn't see them having the best players. But they had the best player in the in the, in the championship at the time because I thought he was outstanding. Week in week out, he would score goals. Week in week out, he would be different and. And and he would be the standout player, Ollie Watkins. You know what I mean? That that these kind of individuals. You know what I mean? I, I don't think we've got that, that many this year, but I think we've got better teams. I think next year we're going to have better teams again, which yeah. is going to make the talk about. It's going to make it. I think um, there's going to be a couple of teams who are going to struggle next mm. year. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, it's going to be really interesting actually next year the, the championship because, like, you've got like Borough nearly got relegated last year. And then nearly yeah. made the playoffs this year. You got Barnsley nearly got relegated last year. Yeah. Made the playoffs this year. You've got Cardiff. Mm. Who God knows what's gonna. You know you don't know who's gonna turn mm. up Cardiff each year. And then you've yeah. got teams coming up from League One. Mm. Peterborough doing their very best to completely not get promoted. You could have some, you could have Sunderland coming up, and they're they're a big football club. You're gonna have Sheffield. Well, they'll have money down. to spend, have, wouldn't they? You'd imagine. So. You're gonna have Fulham potentially Fulham coming down. You're gonna have um, I don't know West Brom. I do West Brom get on tonight. Did they lose against um, West Brom? Drew tonight one all. Uh, you're gonna have West Brom as well coming down. You know what I mean? You might have uh, you might have Newcastle or Burnley coming down as well, depending on on, on where on on when things go. So. You're going to have some huge football clubs in the Championship next year, I think you Yeah, 100%, mate. I'm really um, kind of already looking forward to next season because Cardiff season's over. But uh, did Peterborough did go up in the end? Cause I know yeah, on, they got um, promoted, yeah. They were uh, on Saturday, they were all over the place at times. And then um, I was listening to yeah, Do a 3 0 down or 2 0 down in the, and then mm. when it ended, yeah, second half, so. They. Um, they I think they'll stay, but they they're a yo-yo team, League One, Championship, League. They constant, they they've done that for years. Just League One, Championship, mm. League One, Championship, back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. Um, John Sheridan, where's he going next, mate? Got Nowhere. House on it. Where would you say? Nowhere. Uh, 
You'll get you'll get a good club. I'll go. You'll I'll go just pick. I'll job. just pick a club out of the. I'll pick a club out of the out of the air. So I'll go. Um, Wednesday. Mm. Yeah, I think um, Derby might might be a shout, but Sheffield Wednesday is ex club. <laughs> yeah. um, if Derby go down, well, in my opinion, Wayne Rooney's getting sacked. Uh, let's be very yeah. clear about that. I think that's. I oh, can't. Yeah, he can't. He can't stay in in that job. And I think that will be such a shame for him because I would like to see how he does with a, a transfer window and a season. But I've got a feeling they're going to go, mate. They are struggling. Um, we'll be looking yeah. at time. Oh my gosh, it's five past nine. I didn't realise oh. how late it is. Andy, show us what you got, baby. Yeah, so I promised everybody um, my memorabilia. So I've gone. I've gone oh, top mate, five, can I just stop so, you really quickly? Um, just sorry. Yeah, I'm can. really sorry to interrupt you. Does anyone remember? Um, way back probably before we used to have guests i think i'm not sure if kev might have been on, on the one and um, when we used to finish with a quiz and uh, i used to beat andy every week and andy used sing to sing to finish mm. now I'll you cannot watch that show on facebook anymore because i had a notification from facebook or you can actually they've just muted the last five minutes so i had a message oh. from facebook when you sang uh cars by tracy chapman um Facebook hit me with a copyright thing and said, we've muted the last couple of minutes of this video uh, because you've used copyright material. Your singing was so good, was that, good? that the Facebook algorithm thought that you were Tracy Chapman. How about that? That, that doesn't surprise me. She thought, the, the thought Tracy Chapman was in the building. That's, that's great. That, isn't it? That's Incredible, mate, didn't it? I like that. I was that's shocked. Madness, that. Oh, well, yeah, I'm luckily not. I didn't get a proper copyright strike. It was just they just muted it. I was glad. I would have been uh, fuming if they had hit me with a proper strike. Right. Uh, Kate says, come on then, Andy, sing. We, we had to stop doing the quiz because I kept winning. Yeah, I, I don't do quizzes. I don't do quizzes, yeah, no. I'm not very good at it. At one week, you gave me yeah, a quiz was, on uh, wrestling, I think, as well, trying to catch me out, and I still smashed you. Yeah, no, I was. I, I didn't pick me on subjects in the end, and I was still rubbing Yeah. That's my trophy. Keep your top five trophies. Keep your top five trophies. Right. <laughs> what you need to remember, mate, now when you do this, okay, that you need to describe yeah. them for the audio viewer as well, uh, the audio listener. Uh, yeah, right. We'll do. Yeah. So, right. They're not all. They're not all trophies. They're not. They're just things. What mean? That mean so much to me. So what? What I've collected along the years. So at number five, um, I've gone for gone for two photos, um, which ah. Super fans, super fans. So where are we? Is um, Middlesbrough's last ever game at Ayrson Park? Um, and if you look, where am I? If you look right there in between Jan Agafiotov's legs, that's me. Believe it or not. So I was there in between Jan Agafiotov's legs as John Hendry scores Middlesbrough's. Last. So that's uh, that means so much to me. It's got uh, obviously a, a signed by signed by the players. Uh, my dad got it, got it from me for, for, for Christmas, it's a limited edition, and this one um, of, well, I'm at Bernie Slaven at the Holgate end with a bit um, as well, so that was Bernie's final goal um, for Middlesbrough at Ayrton Park, and being a Middlesbrough fan and being a, um, a Bernie Slaven fan and being him being my hero, I've, 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 I would never give him away, I would never, you know what I mean, I'd, I'd keep him close to my heart. Limited edition things uh, and things which uh, people don't know I, I have, by the way, which, uh, which, uh, which is even better. 
But I'm a super fan the same as anybody else. I'm a football fan and I was a Middlesbrough fan well before I was a player. Um, and things like that just show how die-hard Middlesbrough fan I was because I, I'd never change it for the world. Um, number four, um, I've gone for this little beauty. Uh, so, where am I? Whoop. So that one is uh, my Scottish Cup final medal uh, from Hamden. We played uh, in the Cup final uh, for Dunfermline. We got beat 3-0, which is a good result, by the way, because we got beat 8-1 the week before, so it was uh, a seat of progress. Uh, but uh, it, was a, it was a lovely occasion for me. It was my last game for Dunfermline, so to play at um, Hamden Park was something that no one can take away. So um, medals mean quite a lot for me because you know I mean winning and losing it's it's not about that one game it's how you got there as well you know what I mean there was a there's a season which accumulates to that um, and that's uh, that's obviously something something which uh, to my heart and obviously what goes with that is something which I kept and I've kept for so long so there's my cup final um, program from from the day so Sunday the 19th of March 2006 still brand new untouched to be honest, because I, I can't remember reading it before the game. Um, no one ever touches it, no one ever goes through it, so it's got no mucky handprints on it or anything. Kids aren't allowed to touch it, um, so it's just something which I keep close to me. Um, my next one is uh, uh, this is my runner up medal in. 1997-1998 promotion medal for Middlesbrough Football Club up to the Premier League from the Championship. Um, could do with a clean, to be fair, but uh, a little bit different to my next medal, which I'm going to show. It's, uh, something which I was very proud to receive this. You know what I mean? So being a Middlesbrough player at the Riverside and get promoted the season after we got relegated um, with the likes of Paul Merson and Mikel Beck and um, all the kind of stars that we had at the time. Uh, it was um, and uh, and very proud to to have it to keep it and uh, and yeah means 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 so much you know what I mean so for the photos that I showed you number five to to the medal at number three you know what I mean if it wasn't for me being a super fan the medal probably wouldn't mean as much because it meant so much for me to receive people might see it as a runner up medal you know what I mean I see it as, as as a promotion medal you know what I mean it's not number two you know what I mean because we got promoted to the Premier League Nottingham Forest were first we came second and it was. Uh, it was something which is uh, which is massive, massive to me. Um, number two, this might, um, but this is my own choice, um, and it's it's there's four different parts to this. So um, it's the Cardiff City playoff um, game. Um, I've got this to start off with. So this is my medal. I've just showed everybody. So. A very nice medal uh, with obviously nationwide on it, something which uh, I absolutely adore. You know what I mean? I, it's it's something which um, I'll put it on for people who can see, um, which obviously great for me. Um, is the boots from that game? Never been worn since that game, and um, they still got the Millennium Stadium boot uh, mud on them, which is on the bottom of them, which is great. Never been worn since that game. Um, I've been offered. A lot of money to part with it. Uh, they mean, it means so much to me uh, as a person, and uh, and is never, ever, ever leaving me. Um, obviously, I, I said about the program for the cup final. There's my Cardiff City one, and a lot of uh, a lot of Cardiff City fans have got it. We've got one from from the game 2003. Prestige, brand new, never been read. Um, you know what I mean? I know I, I know I did read that one. 
uh, but obviously parents kept it from, from, from going to the game and things. Um, but one thing that people don't know I got from that game is um, and took my boots off me um, after that game uh, and took them away for about a week. Uh, I didn't know what he was doing with them. He didn't tell me what he was going to do with them. Uh, and he brought me back. Oh, he brought me back these. So this is a a, a gold plus, um, copy of my football boots, for, which uh, which Sam got me as a present for scoring that goal at the Millennium Stadium. And no, listen, Sam's got his ways. Sam's got his ways of doing things. Sam's got his lovers. He's got his haters. I've got not one bad word to say about the man. He was an absolute legend in his own right. Um, he was a top fella. And just that little gesture, what he did for me. Um, but saying that, right, he gave me, he gave me the, the, the gold-plated boots and then didn't give me my boots back. It's like my boots. You know what I mean? So he swapped me. But then he just he bought them back the next day, which I was a little bit relieved about because mm-hmm. um, I, I had planned on wearing them again. I just But because... He, he took them away for a week. I, I did have to. In, I did have to get another pair of boots to wear in the league. Obviously, um, well, um, I, I just kept on wearing them, and I, I decided that those ones are getting hung up and not worn again. So, uh, which is pretty nice, and, and and that's something that he didn't have to do, um, and a fantastic gesture. And uh, I, I love the fella for it. Um, my final one is listen. In every country, I've got my uh, my England shirt uh, behind uh, from. Uh, obviously, a big game I played. Uh, I got my England caps, which is number one to me. So this one was my first England cap I was given. So obviously, it's got the Yugoslavia um, and then Slovakia. Uh, so that was the Yugoslavia game is the one which is the the famous one with the famous photo um, to get us to the European Championships. We played Turkey and we played Slovakia in Slovakia. So it's uh, it's the European Championship one um, from 1998 and 2000, which achievements. Um, I got my program from from that time, um, June the fourth, two thousand. You know what I mean. So I'm going. We're going back twenty one years. You know what I mean. Never been, never been open, never been read. I looked through it earlier on, and uh, some of the squads and some of the players we've got. Um, we've got players um, like like Iniesta um, for Spain. We've got some other world class world class stars. We've got Silad Nemeth, who I played with at Middlesbrough. Um, later on down the line, and these kind of things that um, all of my things, by the way, I just I just picked five, which which meant so much to me. I spent I spent all day thinking of, of of which is my top five, and things that no one can ever take away from me, and people who um, judge, and people who say uh, wasn't very good. I wasn't very good. I've never I've never once come that I I was any good at football. One thing I did is worked hard, worked terribly hard, ran around, um, tried my best, um, and. I got the best out of my ability, and those things I've showed you is testament to players or young players who, if you work hard, you can. I did. I worked harder than anybody else. That's what I made. It's uh, incredible, mate. Then including that jersey behind you as well, mate. Of course, um, yeah. It's something which people can never take away from you, mate. Um, no, no, no. Uh, at the yeah, end of the day, like hard work and a uh, bit of talent, bit of luck along the way as well. Yep. Achievements, mate. People could never totally take away, and I really, I am, um, I really, really enjoyed that, mate. Just sat there silently watching and listening to you talk about it, and you could see like the, the just the emotion in your voice, mate, talking mm. about it. And I'm sure that the audio listeners particularly will be able to, you know, to grasp that and hear that. Um, loads of people saying how great it is. 
Cade says most of his hair is standing on the back of his neck. Uh, Reese says, let's finish. I've got, 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 got to have a start. They've got to stand up somewhere, haven't they? <laughs> he said, um, so Reese, Reese, uh, let's finish on this comment. Reese says, I think I was 12 when you scored that goal. I was there, and it was honestly one of the greatest moments in my life. Uh, and never in my wildest dreams as a kid did I think I'd be able to message you regularly every Monday and Friday and hear my name mentioned. And I think that's a nice way to finish. Um, it is. That doesn't, that doesn't have to make you feel terribly old, though, doesn't it? Jesus. That makes you feel terribly old. I was there and I was old enough to drink. My, ple my um, pleasure, though, Reese. My pleasure. It's great to know that you have had an impact on people's lives, and that's the, that's probably the biggest acknowledgement I can give to myself. It's great that, that, that people still remember it because when you're 12, you, you don't remember things like that, do you? But when you've, you know, yeah. when you've, re you've relived that, that history, it's, it's things that, Hindsight, you, that you don't forget. Yeah. Um, all right, I was going to finish, but I'm going to do this because I quite like the question. Leslie says, what was going to go into the top five that didn't make it? So if just name one thing that was going to go on the list that oh. didn't make it. You don't have to show us if you haven't got it to hand, but you could just, uh, just tell us. Um, I've got it to hand. So uh, one that didn't make it, which I wanted I wanted to bring, I wanted to do. So it was my uh, my hat-trick ball um, against Oldham in the 7-1 seven, seven win. So, Is that the pie um, one, yeah? Doesn't he pump it? Yeah, that's the pie one. Yeah, so obviously it meant a lot to me, but Ketchup. it was it was a game, but it was it was a very good game and a game which I um, which I, I I'd love to relive again if I could. Amazing, mate. Honestly, just amazing. I love it. Um, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate. It. I had a lot of fun tonight. We'll be back on Friday for the championship show, Danny Batten fight show Wednesday. My story, another episode next uh, next Sunday. Obviously, you dropped one yesterday as well, which was good. Good done, done all right already. And um, always love telling people's stories. Looking forward to telling Andy's soon as well. Uh, we'll be back next Monday with a guest. But until then, thank you for joining us. Always appreciate your time and your your interaction. Spread the word about Ace Podcast Nation and the Andy Campbell shows. Shows, plural. But uh, most of all, thank you. And uh, if you haven't already subscribe to the youtube channel and click the bell because that really really helps us and also leaving like a like on facebook on the video or a thumbs up on youtube because that what that does is it helps us get higher up in the google searches and stuff and the youtube searches and the facebook searches there's no other way to do it other than interactions through comments and likes and shares and things like that but other than that you guys rock it's been emotional see you soon Podcast Network.